Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 72 of the Red Light Hockey Podcast. I'm Liam, I got Paul with me, and we're going to get right into it. It's only a two-man show tonight, but that don't matter, because we have the two best of the whole crew here with us tonight. Isn't that right, Paul? Absolutely. Amazing. Let's, so, yeah. let's get right into it. We're going to hop into it. It's going to be a real quick and dirty episode this week, because it's not much going on other than the playoffs. And, well, we're just going to predict uh, the next round, talk about it for a bit, but it's going to be a 20-minute one. So if you have uh, some music to catch up on, you can jam up uh, and you're ready to work. All right. So first up, let's talk about other news. Miko Koskinen signed in, Swiss, in the Swiss League, and he's leaving the North America. That was a worst-kept secret in the world, so now it's official. Um, Thankfully, he's leaving. Rumor I heard today on a French podcast, uh, Philip Forsberg might be interested in signing in Ottawa. Maybe, yeah. I could uh, could possibly see that. It's a a couple of French former players that have their own podcast, but it's French, obviously. It's uh, Guillaume Latendres and Max Lapierre. Oh, yeah. Yeah, La Tendresse. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they have a podcast. Apparently, they were talking to some people who are close to Forsberg. Apparently, he met with uh, Brady Kachuk. And uh, apparently, that influenced him. He wants to he wants to, to check in Stuchel. So. I, that that could work. I mean, they, yeah. they have it's a lot of forward. Oh, go on. Uh, obviously, it's not official yet. They, they could have met just his friends. Who knows, right? But it's a rumor going around. I just figured something to have a quick look at for Ottawa fans. You know, if the new owners let the let them spend money, it means possible, right? If well, the new owner situation is still up in the air, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If and whoever it is, yeah. I mean, but as of right now, it's two college age girls running it that I don't think are very interested in. <laughs> Owning an NHL team at this age, but yeah, let alone any out. age. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. What else for sliding around for news? I'm trying to think what else I heard in the news going on. Uh, Patrice Bergeron might be looking at retirement. Is another thing I heard. I don't know. You're the Bruins guy. You might know more about this. I haven't seen that, but I, I mean, it's been rumored, but I haven't seen it like legitimately thought of. Yeah. Again, that was off the, the, the Gilman Hungers Max Appear podcast. They're talking about uh, Bergeron potentially retiring and then the Bruins looking at a complete rebuild, therefore, meaning possibly getting traded after going complete rebuild. I've uh, read that uh, Duncan Keith and Mike Smith may be looking at retirement. Right. I also read that too. Which and, would uh, be that, very interesting if that happens. If that happens, wasn't that, wouldn't that be two and a half million to cap it to Edmonton and five point something to uh, Chicago or something um, along those lines? I think because the Smith deal was signed by them, I don't think there's any cap hit uh, for that. For the Duncan Keith, I think it's, I believe I read it's five point. Two to Chicago this year and two point two next year, right? And then uh, Edmonton will have like a two point something million dollar cap it this year. Which I don't deal. I don't think they get a because it's only seven million, right? So it'd be uh, yeah, but I think it goes to Chicago, both of them. 
No, it's uh, it's a partial to each team. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It's kind of like uh, if Shea Weber retires uh, officially uh, for the next yeah. five years, Nashville has a $15 million or $17 million capit or something ridiculous, and Montreal gets a $1 million capit. Which, uh, that's another thing. People were confused about Ben Bishop being traded, saying, didn't he retire? Didn't he retire? He did retire. Technically, he's retired. He just hasn't filled out the NHL retirement paperwork for it to be official so his contract can be traded. That's why that was yeah. tradable. Same as Shea Weber. Yes. There's a lot of – there's yeah. a couple players like that, not a lot. There's a couple players that um, are retired Dave, in theory but not on paper. Dave Boland's one that comes to mind when he got a multiple sclerosis. Yeah. Yeah, he's obviously officially retired now, but somebody kind of like that. There's a – yeah, it's – um. Brent Seabrook, he's another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a couple guys like um, that right now. So. Marion Gabrick. Uh, I think his deal's up this year. Yeah, he's on LKR this year for uh, Tampa Bay. For not for Tampa. No. Oh, uh, he was on Tampa no. for a bit. Arizona was. Arizona. That's a. No, I'm pretty sure they traded him to Tampa uh, last year or something. No, he it's Duncan Keith that you're thinking or not Duncan Keith, uh Brent Seabrook that you're thinking of is in Tampa. No, so somebody like somebody else went to Tampa from like a forward. It was either Gabrick or um it wasn't Gabrick. Gabrick went yeah. from Gabrick went from uh to oh he went from yeah, he's still in in Arizona, I believe, right now. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's not just yeah. playing there, it's just the contract. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it for that news. I don't know if there's anything else you really want to talk about. Uh, mm. nothing that I can more think thing. of. Oh. One more thing I, I saw, uh, for trade rumors that I heard. Apparently, New Jersey is very interested in Josh Anderson from Montreal. That's funny you say that because I just read that Montreal is um, rejecting all trade offers for him. I literally just read that too. Yeah, so I, I, I got to that today too. So apparently, you're, um, the only thing they would consider for Josh Anderson is the second overall pick. That's a lot. Obviously, Anderson plus some other stuff, but if it's, not, it's something revolved around the second second overall pick, I so, still I still say he's going to get bought out soon. But I mean, if they can get the second overall pick for him, sure, take him. <laughs> I'm surprised the buyout didn't happen now. I said it would happen in two years, and I, I was wrong. I will admit I was wrong. It does create a lot of space for the players he plays with. He, That's one thing he's good for. He's the thing. Yeah, is, but is, is like, that is that quality worth what they're paying him? Is that quality alone worth the extra that he is getting? No, but he also. He doesn't just do that, right? So, like, he's a good playoff player for whenever the playoffs come around. Yeah, but they got to make the playoffs. Right, as I said, for whenever they get to that point. But yeah. And he's also good. He's also good to play with the young guys. He, he plays hard. He, he makes space. He protects them, too. He's kind of like – he reminds me kind of like a Lucic that can skate faster. I like Josh Anderson. I don't like do. him at the – price that he's at though that's the thing i don't like that contract 
But you can't fault him for signing the contract. It's good, good for him. No, that's on – and like we said in the group chat earlier, talking about Evander Kane, it's it, – GMs can't help themselves. They're, if yeah. Kane's arbitration case goes for him and they – or against him and the contract is terminated, somebody's going to sign him to $8 million. Right. But I think Anderson's contract, it isn't that bad. It's only a $5.5 million cap it. Yeah, but with the cap how it is. It... Right. But I'm saying it's, it's, it's going up next year, and then it's going up. It should be going up a little bit, a little bit every year. Uh, in four years, it's predicted to go up by, by $10 million, So I think. Yeah. Um... Alan Walsh said in uh, in the summer of 2025, it should be going up yeah. by 10 million. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think, I think his contract will age well. That's my, my, my thing, my thought on this. Oh, that's, that's bold to say. Cause I, I think his contract in about four years will be around the 3.4 of today. Like as far as value wise. Yeah, but it does, it's still the same cap hit. That's the problem. Yeah, but if the cap's that much higher, then a 3.4 of today looks like a 5.5. It's 5.5 then, right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's the way I look at it. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I think it'll age well. Um, and obviously, a lot of GMs apparently think the same thing. I hope Nick or yeah, Nick Felino's deal ages well, but I, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened inside the playoff news. Uh, Cam Neely might be on the hot seat. It's well, not actually, Neely that's on the hot seat, it's um, Sweeney. So, again, this is from the French podcast I was referring to earlier. Apparently, Pasternak complained directly to Jacobs about Neely. Uh, I could, I don't I don't know. I there's yeah there's so much going on with all that right now that I have no clue. But also, who what fired? to believe and what not to believe. It's yeah. But also, who fired? Um, who fired the coach? Uh, Sweeney did. He went to his house and fired him. But Sweeney doesn't have a contract right now. No, he has uh, his expires at the end of the next year, I think. No, he, he's a free agent like now. Or I guess in July 1st, forever. Yeah, it's yeah, as of right now, he's still there and they're working but, on it. Uh, yeah. Like, they're working on a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Watch them not renew him. <laughs> I, um, I'd be anyway. okay with that. Yeah. I, I would 100% be okay with that. He's turning into a uh, Peter Shirelli really quickly. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, He'll go to out Edmonton. Of the, moving out of the NHL, not playoff news. We're down in the finals. We got Tampa, we got Colorado. It's going to be a good series. So I'm going to list off Chad and Jacob's pick before you get into our stuff because they're not here and whatever. So Chad picked Colorado in sixth, I think you said? Yes. And Jake said Tampa in five. 
over most yeah. pre-bold picks, in my opinion. I honestly think Avalanche in six is a lot more bold than Tampa in five. I agree, but they're both bold, in my opinion. I think yes. Tampa in seven. I'm going to say uh, Tampa in six. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I can't bet against Tampa because every time I bet against Tampa, I get burnt. So I'm just not going there. I'm just not doing it. Cause I can't bet on Pavel Francois. Well, uh, Frank Coos. Oh, Kemper's back. Kemper's back. Frank Coos, yeah. Kemper's back. Oh, is he? He played the last game in Edmonton. Right. Or, sorry, no. no. He, he played as yeah. – he, he was their backup. He was the backup up that game. Okay, so, yeah, I, I still can't trust uh, Pavel. Yeah, but Frank Coos – I mean – uh, Camper will be back though for the series. They better hope so. Because he was ready to play for the last game, but they just didn't want to risk it. So they just put him as a backup and see see what would happen. I I still don't know if I trust Colorado's goaltending in general. Me, because me neither. That's what I'm saying Camper and seven. They've never faced anybody as deep as Tampa. No. Oh, they haven't this playoffs. Sorry. I think the deepest team they played was uh, St. Louis. Yeah, and what did they do to them? Beat them in five or six? They beat them. Yeah. They put a bean on them. We'll see. I think uh, Colorado has the edge edge in offense and defense right now uh, because of points injury. But and then putting a Beating on, I, I I don't think Tampa and St. Louis aren't. I don't know. I'm kind of arguing with myself here. Tampa and St. Louis are definitely not comparable. I don't think. No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying St. Louis was the best team that Tampa played. Yeah, exactly. Them, but the only team that could beat Colorado for these playoffs. No, I'm not saying Colorado's not a bad team, and they are deep. They are a good team, but. If you look line per line, I think call uh, Tampa's better every line. So I, I say the offense is at a wash right now, um, offensively because points out, Cadres out, they cancel each other out. So then you have McKinn, Stankos, okay, Kucherov, uh, Rantanen, and then Landis Gog. I don't know who Lannisog lines up with on Tampa. Uh, probably Pilot. Yeah, Pilot. And then you have Lekkanen, who's a crazy playoff guy. He's probably like um, Killorn. I was going to say, he's probably comparable to Alex Killorn for them. Yeah. Uh, JT Comfer, he's playing Unreal. And um, so, uh, the other side on- of Tampa... With yeah, with Tampa with comfort, you have Anthony Sorelli who can light it up anytime. Yeah, so I think the offense is a wash, and then on defense, I give Tampa a slight. Uh, no, sorry, Colorado a slight edge on defense because you have I nobody think... who's you, don't, you can't compare anybody to Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is like a uh, Kale McCarr is good offensively. I think. Headman is better than McCarr defense. I think 
Hedman defensively is better than McCarr offensively. I disagree, but but again, that's the point of having the podcast. We can discuss this, right? So here, here's my thing. I think McCarr is so good offensively that we don't look at how good defensively he is. He's he's really not he's okay. He's not horrible defensively, but he's really not. He's uh, I'd say he's average defensively. But like, but if you like look at him, like even like last series, he was able to completely shut down McDavid. Yeah, but was it just him, or was it also the help of uh, David Devon Devon Taves and? Like, there's so many good defensive players on right. that team. But, but the thing is, too, but like, I'm talking like, there's a point. It was a one on one. It was McDavid against McCarr. And McCarr just skating backwards was able to keep up with McDavid. Like, Which, McCarr, yeah, that's, that's impressive. McCarr is the, best, is the best defenseman in the National Hockey League right now, in my opinion. I, I, I think, honestly, him, like, I would say he's the best all. Uh, he's the best offensive defenseman. I don't think he's the best all around defenseman. Um, he's the second coming of Bobby Orr, if not better. No, no, yes. no. There is no way you can say that. Makar is no. You can't say that. And that is ridiculous. Makar is way it. too new. His career has barely been started. You can't compare him to Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr was what is one of the top three best players all time. Top five. Top three. Top five. No, top three. If not top number five. one. He's not the best player of all time. Come on. There's an argument to be made there. Okay, best one. Is it the time, is it the best argument? No, but Makar is definitely not better. He's not a top three player, Makar, all of all time. There's no way. That is ridiculous. I, anyway, we'll see. We'll see if people agree with us. We'll talk about this after the playoffs. I think Makar has potential to be the next Bobby Orr. I I just no, that's ridiculous. And anyway, and then on defense, going leaving Makar, so Makar Headman. That'll be that matchup. And then you have Gerard McDonough, Taves, Sergachev, Byram, Cernak. And that's Johnson. when Tampa really starts to decline, is their their whole right side is not good. But yeah, whereas so yeah, basically Colorado has one left defenseman for every left defenseman. And then they have McCarr to go against Cernak because they want to go right on right. And then after that, you have Johnson to play with somebody. And then who else do they have on the right side there? Uh, Yen, Ruda, and uh, Cal Foot. No, I'm in the Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Um, they have uh, Johnson, McCarr, and I want to say uh, they're using Ryan Murray, but I know that's not true. Murray's left-handed. He's, he switches out with Byram. Yeah, but they sometimes play him on the right side. No. Either way, uh, Colorado. Josh Manson. Right, Manson. Forgot about him. Yes. Yeah, so Colorado's defense is stacked. Yeah. 
But, Honestly, I think the series comes down to goaltending, and I think Tampa has the edge in goaltending. Yeah, for for so sure. I, and that's why I'm saying Tampa in seven. I'm. Uh, I just. I don't trust. I again. Sorry, Kemper fans. Sorry, Pavel Francois or Franco fans. Who's Francus? Francus. Sorry, I keep butchering that sorry for butchering it and sorry for not trusting him but no i i'm sorry it's just it can't happen no that's fair well <laughs> i think that's pretty much it for this week i don't know if there's anything else you want to add to this uh no i can't think of anything but there is one thing i want to add though if you are fatdave.com you can buy some nice t-shirts with our logo on them they're very nice. They're very comfortable. My wife wears one all the time to go to the to go to bed and stuff. And she also wears it out around the, around the yard, around the house. Great shirts, super comfy. Check them out. Buy our merch. And that's on that's at fatdave.com or .ca Paul. What? Well, what's our website there? We can buy the merch. Uh, fatdave.com. Fatdave.com. There you go. <laughs> and also, if you don't remember that, go to our link tree on our Instagram page. It's in there. It's called the merch link. Click that. Boom. There you go. Go buy some merch. Thank you all for listening. Follow folks. us Stay safe. on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram. Follow us everywhere, everywhere you can. And if you want to, if you want to talk to us, message us. If you want to talk to me, hit up the Instagram. If you want to talk to Paul, hit up the Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, and then for the rest of them, well, we have to go through us first because we are the best. Thanks, folks. Everybody have a good week. Stay safe out there. And Tap on seven.